Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Let's start from Amchesma base towards the bottom. Tanya. Rabbi Hananya Benoshal Rabban Gamliel Ome. Mipnema Gerim Bezmanazema Unin Lisurin Boyalein. What is the reason that converts in these times are suffering with travails coming upon them? The son of Rabbi Gamaliel says the reason is because prior to their conversion they were lax in their fulfillment of the seven mitzvahs that are incumbent upon all of humanity and therefore there's a need for purification Rabiosi disagrees. He says that a convert who converts is as a newborn baby. So rather, why is it that they are suffering? Because now in their new life, they did not have the proper chinuch and upbringing in the way of Torah and mitzvahs. Now they're responsible for the Torah and mitzvahs. So their lack of meticulousness in keeping the Torah and mitzvahs leads to their suffering after their conversion. Important to note that it's Gersh and Gaya. He already has a shame ger. He's called a convert before he actually converts. Ger habole his gaya. The conversion process is seeking to become closer to the Creator through the connection to Him of following His commands. And a person who is on that path already has an, a title, a shame ger. It's my locus over here. Is it because of a residual atonement necessary for their previous failings or new failings? Machlokas Tanoim. Abachonon Omer. Mishum Rabbi Yezer, Rabbi Elazar, Lefisha'ein Ovsin Me'avo Elamiyira. A different Taina. Avachanon says, in the name of Rabbi Elazar, the reason why Gerim, converts, are suffering with travails coming at them is because they don't do, they don't serve from love, but rather from fear. Rashi says, Megira, Miras Gehenim, Papronius, Amuralem. They are afraid of purgatory and punishment that is said to come for negligence in keeping the Torah. 
scary business. If a person doesn't serve from love, what Abachanon is saying in the name of Rabbi Lazar is that this is an inferior form of service. Sarchbir, exactly. That in of itself is the defect that warrants the cleansing, or if it leads to this lack of the kiyas and duktuke mitzvahs, if it is supplementary to the previous idea that if the service is coming only from fear, there's going to be an inadequate fulfillment of the Torah mitzvahs. Because they delayed, they held themselves back from entering in under the wings of the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence. It's a big step to convert. And if somebody is meant to convert and holds themselves back, apparently there's a price to pay for that. My what is the verse substantiating this idea? Pasik in Rus. Yishalim Adonai Pa'olech. Boaz says to Rus, God shall pay for your service. Usihi maskuteich shleima mim Adonai Eloheisra. And your reward shall be complete from the Lord of Israel. Shabbos lachsos tachas knofav. That you have come to dwell under his wing. The implication is that Rus came with alacrity and there's an imperative for every convert who actually is a soul from the Jewish people to join the Jewish people as soon as they can. Not that there's any obligation to do so. If somebody's soul is not from the Jewish people, they should be a righteous non-Jew. Keep the seven laws of Noah and receive a share in the world to come. But someone who is Jewish, they are meant, they were not born Jewish, to bring themselves into the fold as soon as they can. So just to examine the idea, some of these ideas, the Acherim who say, why is it that Gerim, Bezmanazem, Unin, Yisurin Banalem, the idea that they tarried, did not come quickly, that is a hezber for the Gemara earlier, describing the conversion process. If somebody is ready to convert, Kibel, second line from the top, Malinoso, Miyad, do the Milo immediately. Nisrape, the Gemara says after, Matbilinoso, Miyad. Raman says he has to have a refuah shalemo, 
complete healing after the Milo. The general feature of Milo needs to be a circumcision that leads to a complete healing. Then he has to immerse in the mikvah immediately. What's all this immediately? The Gemara explains, Kibel my time mitzvah lo We don't wait for a mitzvah. Waiting for a mitzvah, we don't wait. And lochera is not just for a mitzvah of milah, but for gerus, because we say it again. That if he heals, we do the immersion right away, miyat. Lachar, that's also part of this idea. Efshiu mitzvah lo mashina. What's the big deal? Why are we in such a hurry? He's not obligated in the mitzvahs. A ger who immerses, after he immerses, makes a blessing. But until then, he's not obligated. Lachar, we can understand it based on Rambam in Hilchus Malachim. Moshe Rabbeinu, lon hinchil hatara v'hamitzvos, our master Moses, did not give over as an inheritance Torah and mitzvos, enlightenment, the divine will, and his commands, Elalei Yisrael, other than for the Jewish people. Shunema, as it states in the Torah, Marasha Kilos Yaakov, an inheritance for the congregation of Jacob. And who else did Moshe Rabbeinu get the Torah for, transmit the Torah as an inheritance for, and the mitzvot? Who else is it for? For anyone who wants to convert from the other nations. As the Torah states, like you, so to the convert. Someone who doesn't want, there's no requirement, not subject to any form of coercion. Torah mitzvahs is a requirement for the Jewish people who accepted it. And the Torah was given over, received from Moshe at Sinai for the congregation of Jacob as an inheritance, as well as for every, anyone who wants to convert. It doesn't say kolagerim. Remarkable thing. Already, when they want to convert, they have a shame ger. They're not yet obligated in Torah mitzvahs. But they have a shame ger. They have an, a title. It is their Torah. It is given to them. Now, until they convert, they're not obligated. If a person was given the Torah, if a person has a longing to join the Jewish people, The Torah is theirs. It was given to them. It was received for them. We don't wait a moment. Do the milah, do the tefillah. And the consequence, Acherim says, if somebody does tarry, holds himself back. There's fallout. 
Why is there fallout? Because it's their Torah already. Wrote to these guys. They already want to convert. They have this chuka cheshik. From that point, it is theirs. They need to take the steps necessary to not just make it their Torah, but to bring themselves to be subject to the Torah. Of course, the conversion process sometimes is out of their hands, as is well known to anybody who's considered the process, but the fallout of the convert holding himself back, says Achirim, is that there's a requirement for cleansing, purging. If somebody has the Torah, they need to make themselves chayev in the Torah. It's their Torah, they need to bring themselves to be addressed by the Torah. Now, it's an interesting thing with Rus. First, let's take a look at Tosos. Shabbos Lachasos, we're bringing a proof from Rus. Ashabos Lachasos, Tachas Knafa. Pirush Shemihata, Tosos explains. Boaz is describing Rus, not that just that she came, but that she came quickly. And this is a wonder. Moreover, there tells us that Rus, Ruth was the daughter of the son of Eglon, the king of Moab, who in turn was the son of Balak, who was the king of Moab in the time of the Jewish travels in the desert. Not that many generations. If you calculate the historical context, Ehud, one of the Shoftim, killed Eglon, the king of Moab, Ad sof yomim shel itzvam, till the end of the days of itzvam, dehainu boaz, in our tradition, itzvam is boaz, simsa yosim emosayim shana, you have more than 200 years. Ul eis ziknoso nasa. And boaz married Rus in his twilight at this. He was an old man. It's very clear that he's an older man. She's a younger woman. It doesn't mean that she was a granddaughter of Eglon. A descendant of Eglon. Like a grandson of Nimrod, it doesn't mean literally the son of the son, but a descendant. In Chagiga David Gimel. And as a further substantiation of this idea, Tosa says, the verse calls her a young woman, Nara. So there's 
a very big challenge to learn that she is literally a granddaughter of Eglon, a great-granddaughter of Bolok, when she's called Inara at the time of the story. We see from the context, Tosis is correct, Pirush, Shemihart, that you, she, she is being blessed by Boaz to receive a full reward because she came with alacrity to join the Jewish people. But Lachera, Sarach Bir, what's the Hechrach? And what, what is the nature of this blessing? Obviously, God pays in full. What does Boaz want? Rus, Bezid Bez, Yishalem Adonai, Pa'olech, Usihi, Maskotech, Shlema, Mim Adonai, Lo Yisrael, Ashabos, Lachasos, Tahas Knofav. So in the Mikros Gedolos, Imre Yosher, the Pirish, by Rabbi Yaakov Meliso, explains as follows. Maskotech, Shlema, Amr Bechasa, Lomashab, Bos Lachasos. She shall receive a full reward because she has come to convert Vutamor. And this is a wonder. What is the impetus for this blessing? What is Boaz saying? That your reward shall be complete. Is there any suspicion against the Holy One, blessed be He, that He doesn't pay a person in accordance with His deeds? Everybody gets what they deserve in full. At the very least, you should have said, may God be generous and give you double. Just that you should get a full reward. What kind of blessing is that? blessing that God should pay in full. It doesn't stiff anybody. To resolve this, he's going to introduce first the Gemara in Yavamos, Memches Why is it that converts in this world suffer? And find themselves beset with travails. Because they tarry. They don't come and join the Jewish people quickly enough. Rashi explains that she was quick and did not tarry. And this is a wonder. We don't have a fixed time for this matter. What's called tarrying? What's called coming quickly? How do we gauge this? The soul of King David was within, swallowed up within Rus, 
and he was to descend from her. She was certainly going to convert. She had to convert. The soul of King David was within her. Even if she did not, of her own accord, choose to convert, the sanctity that was swallowed up within her would draw her like an iron chain to bring her to convert with a negation of her free will. She would have to convert. And so too all of the converts. Against their will. There's a spark of holiness that is swallowed up within them. That draws them forth to convert themselves. However, before the time of the spark of sanctity was ready to come forth, she was not yet being forced, as it were, by this iron chain that this holy spark of sanctity, Kedushalotes, was requiring, demanding that be brought forth. Mira she, with alacrity, with her own free will, she came to convert herself. This is in contrast with other converts that suffer because they waited until they didn't have a choice. Against the rule, without their choice, they converted. And they waited until the spark of sanctity that was within them drew them without their free will. Because of this, they don't have the merit of the conversion. They didn't have a choice. Now this explains well what Boaz's blessing was about. Even though she was quick with her own free will, this spark of, of sanctity within Rose, it was, it was shaking within her. As Azar states, and therefore, she was drawn to convert. It was of her free will, but she was also being drawn partially, independent of her will. Therefore, Boaz blessed her. That her reward should be complete. As though it was all done just at her, uh, at her own choice. Without the assistance of this spark of sanctity swallowed up within her. Because she was quick. like And it was partially under her choice. In reward for the fact that it was partially under her choice, Boaz blesses her 
that God, the Holy and Blessed Be He, should reward her as though it was all done strictly of her own accord. And her reward should be complete. This is the teaching of Rav Chasa. If you say it's because of the kindness she did to her mother-in-law, that is certainly not necessary. There's no question that God will repay the kindness in full. God is not suspect to diminish anybody's reward. Therefore, he says that her reward in full is because she came to bring herself under the wings of the Divine Presence to come close to God through the Torah Mitzvahs. Therefore, there was a need for the blessing of Boaz. At the letter of the law, because there was the draw that was beyond her control, partially at play, so to consider it fully as her reward would not be at, at the strict level of judgment and justice. Because of the spark of holiness. And therefore, Boaz blessed her that she should receive a full reward because she was quick. And therefore, because she was quick, she should receive the reward as though it was entirely at her determination. I was very happy with this crowd. We go back to the Gemara. We have a machlokis over here not just about why this is, that Gerim, converts, have a degree of suffering after their conversion. Seems to be a machlokas of how to understand the framework of this suffering, of punishment. Let's take a look. Gemara Sanhedrin, and Aleph Mebez. Amar Rabbi Hanino, a non-Jew who blessed the name of God, the euphemism, or the opposite, one of the seven laws of Noah, subject to capital punishment, and then converted, Potter. Rechnina says he's exempt from liability in a court of law. Tosus over here asks, this is a wonder. Who is this teaching in accordance with? We have a machlokas tanoim over here by us. If the punishment is a cleansing for prior dereliction. Alma me'anche. So you can derive from here that there is punishment and that would 
fit with saying that instead of, instead of saying potter, exempt, we should have said the opposite, that a Noahite, or probably before he was Noahite, blessed God, as we say it, we said euphemistically, instead of saying he's exempt, we should say he's liable. Okay? Rabbi Yossi Pollig and Rabbi Yossi disagrees over there. He says, the convert who converts is like a newborn. And is not subject to any punishment. It's a clean slate. So, that doesn't fit with the continuity of this sugya, which differentiates between which punishment, which sin was committed. Gemara says, if he would be liable for something he did against a Jew, then even after he converted, he'll be liable. It doesn't go with anybody. I mean, as it says, Asa can be Israel Chayet. So if he killed a Jew, so that's a punishment that is liable to the death penalty, both for a Benoch and for a Jew. The conversion is not going to undo that. According to Rabiosi, it will undo it. Rabiosi says he's like a newborn, clean slate. Well, from our Gemara, in Yuvamis, Memchesmed Beis, we should say all or nothing. Either he's liable for his prior misdeeds, or he gets a clean slate. Why over here in the Gemara, in Sanhedrin, in Aleph and Beis, is there a differentiation? Which, by the way, the Raman Paskins, and Elchus Malachim, that it depends on what he did. If he did something that he would be liable against a Jew, as a ben Noach, and he converted, he'll still be liable. The Gemara in Sanhedrin is talking about in Sanhedrin, in court, in the court of men. And our Gemara is talking about in a heavenly court. Divine retribution. That's Tosus' terrence. If you look at the Tosus Yishonim, he says, Gesh, Nesgar, Kikotan, Shinol, Dami. Ve'enu nanesh, asher also begyuso. That's correct. The idea of saying that the convert is like a newborn is that he gets a clean slate. He's not punished for what he did prior. And in the laws of the heavenly court, in the processes of the heavenly court, are we also discussing over here? Why he says also implies not just in the heavenly court, but also in the court of man. Not like Tosfa said, that it's strictly speaking discussing the courts of heaven. Heavenly court in Yevamos. Avobadine Adam Aminon, in contrast, in the courts of man, what do we say? Ben Noach Shabir Hashem, Big Yuso, a son of Noah, a non Jew, who blessed euphemistically the name of God, Big Yuso, as a Gentile, Vin Isgayer, and then converted. Ayanerak, he would be killed. 
Wow. This is major news. It's not like what Tosu says over there. It's not like how the Raman Paskins. Raman Paskins like a Gemara and Sanhedrin. That non-Jew who did the violated one of the seven laws of Yirkas Hashem issuing the opposite of a blessing hurled at God and then converted. So although prior to conversion he would be liable in a court of non-Jewish law following the laws of Noah, Shev Mitzvah Nenoah, the Gemara over there says that he would be exempt after conversion. Tosus, as we saw, asks, who is this going like? The differentiation between when he's liable, when he's not liable, doesn't seem to fit with any of the opinions here in Yavamos. Tosus answers, it depends. The Gemara Sanhedrin is talking about in the courts of man. There you find that there's a continued liability against his fellow, at least against his fellow Jew, now that he's converted to be a Jew. Whereas in Yavamos, it's speaking in the courts of the heavenly courts. But Tosus Hishanim seems to have a different mahal. Tosus Hishanim says, against the Gemara there, that he will be killed. If he did Birkas Hashem and converted, he will still be liable. Which, I don't know if he means to be rejecting entirely the opinion presented in Sanhedrin as a third shita that differentiates between which type of sin was committed and what liability he has. Perhaps that's what Tosos Yishanim is doing, not like the Tosos over there. And as much as he'll be liable for Bikas Hashem, perhaps he'll be liable for other mitzvahs, perhaps he's learning that that is essentially paskening like the first opinion, Rabbi Hanino Beno that there is no clean new slate, but they have Yisurin, Mu'unin Yisurin, Banalem, Ibn Shlokim, Meshav Mitzvahs, Neinoach. And there's a full liability, not only in the heavenly court, but also in the heavenly court, also in the earthly court. That is what it seems Tosus is doing, Tosus is shunning, and marginalizing the opinion. In Sanhedrin Ein Alf that differentiates between the sins that are committed by Benoah against a Jew versus other sins. The Melchizedek and others ask the question in Shita Zeraman, Paskins like the Shita in Sanhedrin, that there is differentiation in liability. He asks, what happens? If there was actually a gmardin, if not just that, let's say, the Benoach committed the sin of Birkas Hashem, blasphemy, he did the opposite of blessing God, but was actually brought to court, a legitimate non Jewish court, and sentenced. There was a gmardin. And then he jumps into the mikvah and says, I'm Jewish. What, what now? Do we say that since there's a Gemar Din, it's too late, he's a dead man walking, and maybe I'll bury him in the Jewish cemetery, but he'll still be killed 
for his conviction? Or do you say no? The Ramam doesn't differentiate. It's not particularly clear which way the Ramam will go. Al-Kwapanim, it's, it's certainly clear, until Sishanim, that he is rejecting the opinion of Katun Shinola Dami and saying, Bidine Adam, he's going to be liable, certainly after Gmadin, and presumably even before Gmadin, that's the Mashmos. The Meiri says, the other way, Gershnes Gair, he Katun Shinola Dami. Now, granted, the Meiri is not telling us over here necessarily Psak Halacha, but he is focusing on this opinion. As we saw, we have numerous opinions, but he's focusing on the opinion of Rabbi Yossi that a convert is given a new slate, exonerated. Velo al shishia atzma lekanas taches shchina, lacharet should say. And it says shchina, lacharet should say shchina. And he rejects the opinion of Achirim. A new slate means new slate. Velo amash avar, amash neschay begiuso, and no cleansing necessary for the transgressions that were committed while he was yet a non-Jew. Danishev mitzvahs, any violation of the seven laws of Noah. And the opinion that he's is buttressed by the fact that halachically we consider him to be like a newborn for the purposes of pedigree. He has no familial relations. His relatives are no longer relatives. So, if he converts with relatives at the letter of the law, Din Torah, he may marry them if they convert also. They are no longer related. It's not always the case rabbinically. Shiloh Yomru, that they shouldn't say they're coming to a lower level of sanctity. But certainly, that is how we paskin. So, the Meiri says, that's how we paskin all the way. Therefore, he is supporting, it seems, the opinion of Rabiosi. Ah, we see Gerim having challenges in this world after their conversion. So he's going to say, They didn't have the same good upbringing and are therefore at a disadvantage in keeping the Torah. So that has some costs involved. So Lemiri is against Sosa Sishanim and fully paskining like Rabiosi. The Ridvas has a different idea. That's the question the Gemara is trying to address. Why do converts in our times have Suffering and travails that beset them. Pirish, Dilu Yisrael, meaning, if we compare it to the Jewish people, native Jewish people, 
We have a very simple way to resolve this. Why is there suffering among Jewish people? Well, we have the sins of our fathers. We find that there's an element, for example, of the suffering for the sin of the golden calf dispersed throughout all the generations. But what did the Geir have to do with this? It doesn't explain why a Geir should have suffering. Continuing the Ritva, Micra, Pirshashizal, Dekai Amil Sadachirim, to explaining the opinion of Achirim that there's fallout for the convert for delaying their conversion. The verse and the blessing of Boaz to Rus is focusing on the fact that she was quick and came to Jewish people with alacrity. Rav was saying that the opinion of Acherim that links the sufferings of the convert to the fact that they were slow to convert is included in the opinion of Rabiosi. They're drawn after the opinion of Rabiosi, who says they're like a newborn. This is in direct contrast with the Meiri that we just saw. The Meiri says just the opposite. Right? The Meiri said, to the contrary, they're arguing. He says that the Psak is like Rabiosi. And Meiri is learning that the opinion of Acherim is going with the opinion of Rabbi Hanino, that there is residual fallout from their previous lives as non-Jews. And the being slow to convert is easy to understand, like the Meiri. That is something that they did while they were not yet Jewish. What does the Ritva want? Ritva is saying that it's going with Rabiosi. That they're Kikotun Shinoladami. That to say that after they're Kikotun Shinoladami, they're now being punished for being slow to convert before. Why he's saying that the opinion of Acherim is following and drawn after the opinion of Rabiosi. But al that is a machlokas between Ritvan and Meiri, which way Acherim is going with, to say that the source of the suffering is because the convert was slow to convert, is that consistent with the opinion that the ger is liable for his previous misdeeds before becoming Jewish, or is it consistent with the opinion that he is kakatun shenoladami like a newborn, with a clean slate? Let's take a look at the Mishnah and Tesmanah. Ezehu mamzer. Who is a mamzer? The Torah speaks about a mamzer, not allowed to enter into the Jewish nation. Later on, 
and Vav Mebeis identifies the term Mamzer. Rashi says Mamzer, Ksiv Mum Zar. Kol Sheyeshbo Mum Zaros. Mum Zaros. Mamzer is essentially a description of the blemish of Zarus, of being foreign. It's a blemish of a relationship that shouldn't have been. They should have been distinct from each other, the parents, and they were not, in violation of the tarot. The child is beset with a blemish, the mum of Zarus. So, which circumstance yields the psul of Mamzerus, the invalidation of entering to the Jewish people? Ezu Mamzer. Kol sher basa shubelo yavo. Tivir bikiva. Rashi explains. Kol kurva shehi belav. Any relationship that is subject to a prohibition. Any closeness, kurva. Afilu ein bakaris. So a relative that is subject to a prohibition. Even without karis. Even without the severity of spiritual excision. For example, a relationship that his father had outside of marriage, that still generates a status of kurva, shehi belav, kurabi yehuda, according to rabbi yehuda. The havi belav, the loy gal knaf avi. This is a machlokes tanoim over here. Pasuk says, Dvorim chafim al alef. A person is not allowed to marry his father's wife, even after divorce or if she's widowed, she's still his father's wife. There's a, a status of kurva, she becomes a relative to him. And the verse continues, And he should not reveal the wing, the closeness of his father, so according to Rabbi Yehuda, this lab is a kurva that is generated even without issues. Nachmas kurva. Nach says, De aviv. Okigon, shnasa chalutsasa. If he married the, his chalutsa, He's not allowed to, to build his brother's house after Chalitza. So this is a prohibition. After Chalitza, he's not allowed to marry her. This is a prohibition that does not entail spiritual excision. That would be another example of a lav, of kurva. She's his brother's wife that because he didn't do evil, but rather did chalitza, is prohibited because of kurva. She's a relative with just a lav, just a prohibition alone, without kares. According to the first shita, Rabbi Kiva, in the Mishnah, that is subject to the psul of mamzeres. The child born of such a relationship is subject to the psul, the inability to marry into the Jewish people, as a mamzer. Zemachlokas had to understand this verse later on. 
Rabbanon disagreed with Rabbi Yehuda. You have a Samachle, it came. This verse is not coming to teach what Rabbi Yehuda says it is, but rather to teach like Rabbi Anon. It's talking about Shomeris Yavam Shal Avid. His father had a brother, so this man's uncle died without children. And his uncle's widow is now Zakuka to his father. There's a quasi-relationship connection between the two. And therefore, Rabbi Anon says that is the subject of this prohibition. It's Knaf Avid. It's the relation of his father. That's what the verse is describing. She is fit for his father. There is a zika there, and therefore, subject to this prohibition. Machlokes Tanoim, Rabbi Yehuda, and the Chachamim learn like Rabbi Anon. I was very bothered that the Ramam doesn't bring either way. It seems that we don't pass like Rabbi Yehuda for whatever reason. Chachamim, okay, it's not fine, but then he should pass like Rabbi Anon. The Meiri does paskin like Rav Anan, paskin like the Chachamim. Very happy to see that. That's that exam. No, it's all the Manusas Avim, Futas Aviv, Filu Chachila, and Manusas Beno, Futas Beno. So the Meiri paskins like the Chachamim, not like Rabbi Yehuda. And if he feels this, he concludes. He says, Rechsiv lo yigal knaf Aviv, knaf shera Aviv, af shelo derech, bederech nisuin. The Tanakama holds what is the verse talking about? The widow of his uncle who passed away without children. She is Zakuka to his father. She is Shomeris Yavim of his father. He says three. I say two. Because it is his aunt. Mishum Yivamalashuk. There's another laugh because she is Zakuka. So she's a Yavama. And a Yavama is not allowed to marry anyone except for the Yavam until there's Khalitza. Mishum Knaf Avid. And because she is fit for his father, so she's considered a relation to his father. Kamosh is by. Meiri seems to learn straightforward. That in this machlokes, what does it mean, knaf avid? Like the Tanakamo, like the Chachamim, that knaf avid means shomer siyavim shal avid. And the Siv says, is machlokes sanoim, ki adua. Not so much help. Why doesn't the Raman say it? Why doesn't the Raman paskin that there's a lab of megal knaf aviv, meaning shomer siyavim shal aviv? Where did the Ramam go? I have my ears. So the Arachan there is very helpful.
Gemara Lav Alav Beis Lavin. The lower Isi in the Harambam. Shehebi Zeh. The Lokim Mishum Beis Lavin. We don't see in the Rambam that he's subject to lashes for two violations. Well, Shemes Yavam Shal Avit. In the event that he lives with his father's Yavama, meaning his uncle's widow, and his uncle died with that children. Why did the Raman ignore this? Why did he take this out? Where is it yet? So he tries to have Mahalach, he rejects that Mahalach. He says you can differentiate that you, that you should be subject technically to both Lavin. They can have both simultaneously. So once you can have them, two separate lavins simultaneously, they should both be relevant. The Ramam should have brought it. That's some eerie paskins like this. The Iko, the Midrash, any time, this is the rule, Gemara says in Sochim, any time that you can darshan, so you won't be, instead of darshaning for something else, establishing a prohibition as an additional count, additional lap. So that's the idea that the Arthur is trying to explain why the Ramam omits this lap. It's necessary to teach you that there is Mamzerus with his aunt, his father's brother's wife. In general, from any any relationships that are subject, that the participants are subject to spiritual excision, will generate Mamzerus. This Gemara in is working with the opinion of Rabbi He holds the only of Mamzerus, we'll see in the Mishnahs, what you need for Mamzerus. So according to Rabbi Yeshua, you need to do something with this verse. And therefore, he establishes it as teaching you that there's another lab. But for us, the Kaimlon, Yesh Mamzer, Mechadi Krisus, we hold there is Mamzeres. For the MS Mukminon Rak, the Smichus, below the Lavi Seri. We just use it as a, a proximity to the prohibition of Mamzerus to teach you that Dodoso is subject to Mamzerus, that the forbidden relationship of Chave Krisus will generate Mamzerus. So that's the Archoner Seretz, that the Gemara over there is not a little bit of Gemara is going with Rabbi Yeshua. For Rabbi Yeshua, it's necessary to have this extra love. We don't pass in like Rabbi Yeshua, we don't pass in like Rabbi Yehuda. As we'll see. So, Ocher Machlokas had a paskin, but Ocher is explaining the Rambam why that lav 
is not brought. Again, according to the Meiri, it will be. Continuing the Mishnah. So we first saw the opinion of Rabbi Kiva. Shimon HaTemoni Omer, Kol Shechayv Malav Kares, Bidei Shemayim. Shimon HaTemoni says, Kares, Vehalacha Kedvarov, as we just saw, the Orthoner says, we pass him this way. And the Mishnah itself says we pass him like Shimon HaTemoni, that Mamzerus is generated by a relationship that is subject to Chayvei Krisus, any prohibition that entails spiritual excision. And the third opinion, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua Omer, Kol Shechavin Olav Mises Bezdin, that in order to generate Mamzerus, the relationship had to be subject to capital punishment in court, in the court of man. Alma Rabbi Shimon ben Azai. Rabbi Shimon ben Azai says, Matsasi Megillus Yuchsin Biushalan. I found a scroll, a pedigree in Jerusalem, the cost of Ba, and it's written in a scroll, Ish Ploni Mamzer Meishes Ish. So and so is a Mamzer, has the mum of Zaros. He has this blemish, not blaming him. Don't blame a crack baby either, right? If the baby is not well due to the other people's sins. The mamzer. What was the reason? ish. This child was born from a married woman, not from her husband. This scroll says Rabbi Shimon ben Azai is giving credence to the opinion of Rabbi Shua, the third opinion in the Mishnah. That in order to be a mamzer, needs to be the child coming from a relationship that is chayve misas bezdin, capital offense. If a man's wife died, he's allowed to marry her sister. Garsha Omesa, if he divorced her and then she died, he's allowed to marry her sister. If she married his ex-wife, married somebody else, and then died, he's allowed to marry her sister. If his brother's widow, and he died without children, died, Motabachos is allowed to marry her sister. Cholatzla, if he did chalitza, umesa, and then she died. Motabachosa, then he's allowed to marry her sister. It's not more chomer than ishto. Nisas la'acher, umesa, motabachosa. If she married someone else, and then she died, also he's allowed to marry his Yivama's sister, chalutza's sister. So the rush brings down, also, that we pass in, like a second opinion, Shimon HaTimani, and Mishnah says, Halacha Kedvarov, but he points out that it's not because the Mishnah says so. Halacha Kishimon HaTimani, Vilav Mishum Ditnan, Halacha Kedvarov. Don't be impressed on the fact that the Mishnah says that we pass in, Halacha is in accordance with Shemrat against Rabbi Shua, against Rabbi Kiva. No, that, that's not what we're passing that way. The Kaimalon de Ein Lamin Halacha. Because we hold that you do not learn Halacha, you cannot extract the Halacha directly from a Mishnah or Brisa. So, 
Although the Mishnah said it, you can't cash that check. And then he goes and enumerates various other sources to prove that in fact we do paskin like Shemanate money. That Mamzerus is generated, this blemish prohibiting the Mamzer from entering the Jewish people is generated from the relationship of Chayve Krisus. So it is in fact Allah, but not because the Mishnah said so. Let's continue in the Gemara. My time at Rabbi Kiva. What's the reasoning for Rabbi Kiva? Says Manzer Kol Sherbasa Shubelo Yavo, which as we saw Rashi Kurva Shibalav, a relative that's subject to a prohibition without Kares, that spiritual excision. You'll see, as the verse says, Loikach Isha Seishes Avi, Loikach Knaf Avi. And Rabbi Kiva agrees with Rabbi Yehuda, as we saw in Rashi, which not how we paskin, we don't pass like Rabbi Kiva either. Rabbi Yehuda is talking about Anusa Salviv. Rabbi Yehuda says that's a, a love, a relationship between one's father, even if it's not Ishus is subject to this love according to Yehuda. And two verses later it says, Lo Yavu Mamzer, the Kalashem. Almo, Mahani Havi Mamzer. So it would appear that from these is the generate this blemish of Mamzeras. Rabbi Simoy, the Marbisher Sha'ar Chaivi Lavin, Rabbi Simoy says even more. Any chayvei lavin, not just shel kurva, the lav de she'er. Rabbi Shovit, the marba filo chayvei ase. Rabbi Shovit says mamzer is even broader, even chayvei ase, not only chayvei lavin, but chayvei ase. Just the, the violation of a positively phrased statement in the Torah command. Nafkuluhum v'lo, they derive it from the term v'lo v'lo yigalak nafaviv, the extra vav. Shimon Taimani, which is how we pass in the as brought later by that this verse, is talking about Shemeras Yavam, his father's brother's widow. And his uncle died without children. So that's a lot. I have a law, Chavi Krisus. That's Chav Kares. And the smichus of this verse is to the prohibition of having a mamzer enter into the congregation, marrying into the Jewish people. Alma mechave Krisus have a mamzer. So, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon Atemani, derives from here the smichos. Chayvei Krisos have a Now this is a little bit of a hard read in Aruch Laner. The Aruch Laner was pushing to say that if you have smichos, then you don't need to have this extra lap. 
not be durish for a lot. That's how he explains the Ramah. But Lachara, that's not actually going to be, strictly speaking, the Shita of Shemanate Mani, which Lachara is how we paskin. The Archoner is saying that Lachara were paskining similar to Shemanate Mani, but because of this Gemara Msachim, we're paskining not exactly like him, because he does hold like the Rabbanon, that this Isser of the low Yigalek Naf Aviv is talking about Shemer Siyavon, and the Raman omits it. So it's a bit of a, a challenge in how the Archlaner is learning. So from the Smichos, the way Agamar reads, right? In addition to the fact that it's allowed, so this is the source for teaching that Chayve Krisus are subject to Manzeris. So the relationship from Chayve Krisus yields Manzeris. And the final opinion in the mission of Rabbi Yeshua, Lichtov Rachmana Lo Yigale Lo Yikach Lomali Elav Hochikoma Lo Yikach Ad lo yigala, have a mamzer. Fe lo have a mamzer. So the Pasuk says, lo yikach ish as ishes aviv, ve lo yigala knaf aviv. Seems to be a bit redundant the way Rabbi Yeshua is learning. So he learns that from lo yikach to lo yigala in the middle, ishes aviv is subject to the smichos of Mamzerus, but nothing else. Meaning, it has to be Chayve Misas Bezdin. Omar Abaye. Kol Modim, the Balanido, turning to Mabez, Ve'al Hasota, Sheinabla Mamzer. Everybody agrees that violation of the Isernido or Sota does not generate Mamzerus in the child. Nido, the Hatafsiba Kedushin. How do we know that this is the case by Nido? Because, in spite of the Isha being a Nido, she is eligible for Kiddushin. Shenemar, as the verse states, Usihi Nidosa Allah. This verse is speaking about Tuma, but nonetheless, the implication is that her Nidos is upon him. Afil Bishas Nidosa Tafsiba Kiddushin. That she is shaykh to him, kiddushin, the Kenyan kiddushin is effective even if she's a nida. And therefore, the Gemara posits, there's no controversy, certainly there's no psul mamzerus, in spite of the fact that nidus entails karis, because it's tafsi ba kiddushin. All the other chadikrisus are not subject to kiddushin. What is the diuk, Rashi says? Of being the Kedushin Allah. The Kedushin works in spite of the fact that she is a Nido. And therefore there's no Mamzeris. Unusual Haive Krisis. Sota Nami. Also by Sota. Because there is Kedushin on a Sota. Uh, the Rashi says, "Dah tafsi ba kedushin, isha the afla achas insa." Talking about a sota, but pakmina kedusha arishonim, she still is married. So, in spite of the fact 
that she was unfaithful. Nonetheless, she is still a shesish, and the kedushin is in place. So this indicates to us that there's the bond of marriage in spite of this lav, just like by Nido, and therefore there's no psul mamzerus in the progeny of such a relationship. She's prohibited to her husband. Nonetheless, the children are not mamzer. Taninani Hawkin, you have a Brysa supporting this idea. This is not controversial. Abai actually was not sure about this. Now, so much for Kolmodim. Abai is not sure to pass like Rav or Shmuel. Rashi. Abai is not sure to pass like Rav or Shmuel. Rashi. Rav holds that the Yavoma Lashuk does generate a status of Mamzeris. She's not allowed to marry somebody else. She has to do either Yivum or Chalitza before she gets married to another. And according to Rav, the Vlad is a Mamzer. Ikishmo. And so Abai was Masopic. Do you say like Rav that there is Mamzeris? Or like Shmuel da Amar? Baniyus Seinu. Baniyus Dateinu Tricha Get. If we're not sure, there's a need for a get. Maybe there is Kedushin by Yivam Lashok. Because there is a Lashon Havaya, just like by the Nido, that implies that there is a possibility of Kedushin in spite of the prohibition. So, not so much. Amar Rabbi Shimon Menazai, Tanya, Shimon Menazai Omer, Matzos Miklas Yosem Yushalayim. Shimon Menazai said that he found a scroll of pedigree in Jerusalem. Kasaba Ish Ploni Mamzer Meishes Ish. Right, it's just to look at Tosus on the Mishnah. Ish Ploni Mamzer Meishes Ish. Tamo, the Lo Noket Chayvim Misas Bezdin Stam. Why would this scroll have mentioned specifically Eishasish and not the general rule of Rabbi Yeshua that Chayvi Mises Bezdin? What do we care about the specific Mises Bezdin, the capital offense, in this case? Say the rule. If you say, hey, that's just what happened, if so, then what's the whole proof that this supports Rabbi Yeshua. That's just what happened. But how do you know that it's a support for Rabbi Yeshua and not any of the others? Everybody agrees Chayve Krisus, uh, rather Chayve Mises Bezdin, is subject to Mamzerus. The, the progeny of such relationship is, is Mamzerus. So if you just say that was the story, there's no proof. So, Yeshua did not get Ish Rabusa. The scroll mentioned that she was a married woman, because Eishas Ish is teaching you the extent, the outer bounds of Chayve Mises Bezdin, Eishas Ish is merely subject to Chenek of the four Mises Bezdin, 
it's kal, it's light, chenek. So we have leniencies that would apply to Aishas Ish. You might have thought that, therefore, the product of Aishas Ish, the progeny from such a relationship, in spite of it being Chayve Mises Bezdin, might not be subject to Mamzeres because it's lighter than other Chayuve Mises Bezdin, which are generally more than Chenek, Skilo, and also those familiar relationships don't change. It doesn't matter what happens to your father's wife or your mother. These relationships stand. So the the Chiddush, Sestosus, of the scroll is not that it was Maise Shahaya, but the extent of the Mamzerus, even on the lightest Mises Bezdin of Eishasish. Back to the Gemara here. Mantesmid days. Kosovo Mishnah Srebliazer Ben Yaakov Kav Vinaki. And concerning this, we have the teaching of Rebliazer Ben Yaakov that is Kav is a small measure and Noki and pure, which means typically that we paskin like Rebliazer Ben Yaakov. Although in this instance we don't paskin like it, which is unusual. That doesn't mean we always paskin like Rabbi Yezabin Yaakov, but Kuf Beis, 102 times, we do paskin like Rabbi Yezabin Yaakov. Because of Ba Menasha Horag Esyushai, we have this teaching scroll written that Menasha, the king of, of Judah, killed Yushaya, the prophet. Omar Rava made There was an official proceeding. He judged him and he killed him. What was the what were the charges? Omar Lay, Menasha says to Yeshaya, Moshe Rabcha Omar, Moses your master, stated that God declares man cannot see him. And survive. In contrast, Ve'at Amr, in you, Yeshaya, what did you say in your prophecy? Va'era es Adonai Yoshev al Kisei Ramaniso. So you're contradicting Moshe Rabbeinu. You're alive. But Menashe says we'll fix that shortly. Moshe Rabcha, your master Moshe, Amar. Who is like Lord our God that at all at all times it appears we can call upon him. In contrast, you, Yeshaya, said, Seek at God when he can be found. It seems to be against Moshe Rabbeinu. Again, an accusation, essentially, of being a false prophet. Moshe Rabcha Omar, another accusation. Your master Moses stated, Es misbar yomecha amalei. The days of your life I will fill. Bad Amrit. Losafti alimecha chamesheshreshona. You said, against what Moshe Rabbeinu said, that I have added to your days 15 years. 
but God says he will give the full number of your days. It's not shaykh to sefes. Mole, lav loshen to sefes, Allah. Mashlim, lo yoseh. God will complete the years that were allotted, but not more. So this idea of 15 extra years seems blasphemous. Omar Yeshaya. Yeshaya the prophet said, Yodano Bey, I know about this guy, this king. He's not going to accept what I tell him. I have, of course, what to answer. Yeshaya was not a false prophet. But if I tell him and respond to his accusations, then he's still going to kill me, and I'm going to make him a mazid, a wanton murderer. Rashi says, He's not going to accept the reasoning of why the verses that he quoted are not a contradiction to the prophecies that I've said. He's just going to kill me. But if I tell him, and he doesn't accept, he's going to be liable as a wanton sinner for my murder. Now he thinks that he's killing me justly. Better that I should flee from before him than to answer him and explain why he's wrong. Omar Shem, so he said a divine name, and he got swallowed up into a cedar tree. So they decided to chop down the tree. When it came to where his mouth was, his soul departed him. Because of the prophecy that he said, and in the midst of a nation of impure lips, do I dwell? Okay, so that's the sad, tragic story. And because of this sharp word against the Jewish people, he was not able to be protected in his time of strict judgment. But still, what are the answers? How were his prophecies not against the prophecies of Moshe Rabbeinu? It depends on the type of vision. The vision of Moshe Rabbeinu was crystal clear, and the vision of other prophets was clouded, unclear, and therefore what they could describe in their vision, which entirely in its quality was clouded, was not the degree of the vision that Moshe Rabbeinu could perceive that was subject to Lo Yireni Adam Vachai. Lo Yireni Adam Vachai is talking about a spaklaria meira, the clear vision of God that is overwhelming to a human being. And his prophecy was not that way, like most of the prophets. Okay, that's one resolution. Rashi says, Liros 
Because their whole quality of vision was inferior, they thought that they were seeing, but it was actually not a clear vision. But Moshe, who saw clearly, was fully aware that he was not seeing with absolute clarity God. That, that would be overwhelming. So Moshe's not seeing was more clear than their seeing. The other contradiction, supposed contradiction, Yer Shashem, and so, seek out God when he can be found. This is talking about the individual. This is talking about the community. So when is it true that an individual can approach God and God is found? the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and at this point, even an individual can come before God and does not need to implore God from a communal stance to necessarily be answered. How do we deal with this apparent contradiction that it seems God will fill a person's ears but not add to them? Tanahi, this is actually a machlokas tanaim. The tanya, the days of your years I shall fill. Half of Nunam and Aleph. Eilu shnei daris. Ashanim, sheposkin. Laodam shas leidas. These are the years given to a person at the time of his birth. Zacha mashlimelo. If he is meritorious, he gets them all. Lo zacha tochsinlo. If he is not meritorious, he will have these, from these years, a degree of detraction and not have them completed. Div Rabbi Kiva. This is the opinion of Rabbi Kiva. Vechachamim omrim. They disagree. Chachamim hol. Zachamosifinlo. If he is meritorious, he will have additional years. Lo zachapoksinlo. If he is not meritorious, then they will be taken away from him. Even the years that were allotted to him. So he could have extra or some taken away. Amru lo Rabbi Kiva. The Chachamim says Rabbi Kiva. Areu omer. How, according to you, Rabbi Kiva, that take as the primary interpretation, the verse of Moshe Rabbeinu, what do you do with the Pasuk of Yeshaya? And I've added upon your days 15 years. From his own were added to him. Rashi says, Really, he was losing 15 years because of his sin, and then he was given the 15 years back that were taken away from him. But it's not a new 15 years, according to Rabbi Kiva. The Chamim disagree. They say, no, it was a new 15 years. Teda, Sharei, Navi, Omer, Misnabe. He brings a proof that you should know that the Prophet is standing up and prophesying. Teda, Rashi says, Shmetchilo, Keshenolot, Nisikulok, Hol Oso, Tosefes. Know that these 15 years were already given forth to him in his original allotted life. Sharei Navi Misnabe. May Yerava. Much, much earlier in the days of Yerava. Shanim Harbe Kodim. Hine Ben Nola, the base David. Behold, a son will be born to the house of David. Shayao Shmo. His name will be Shayao. Vishas Choyel Shachiskia Adain Lonola Menashe. And in the times of Chiskia, the son, Menashe, had not yet been born. 
Shemimenu Yotzi Yishayo. From him was Yishayo born. Therefore, we can derive from here that at the time of his illness, it was decreed upon him to lose the 15 years that were originally allotted to him. But when he was meritorious and did shuva, they were given back to him. Because we see in this earlier prophecy that he's going to have this descendant, is the way Rabbi Kiva is learning, and his, his son, Menashe, had not been born, let alone Yishayo. No, says Rikiva, that this is so, that the prophet, many years earlier, as Rashi said, in the times of Yeravam, got up and prophesied, This is before even the birth of Menashe, the son, let alone Yishayo. Rabbanon disagreed. They say, that's not a proof. Does the prophecy say that it has to come from Cheskiah. The Beis David it says the prophecy, Hine ben Nola the Beis David to the house of David. Ime Cheskiah Nola, Ime Neshachrino. It could be from Cheskiah, it could be from somebody else, and no proof from there. The fifteen years were actually added onto his allotted years. Says Tosfos, Musifin lo, v'hada Amar b'moid katan, nechay mazoni la b'schusatayim also. Mar says in Moikotan, that children, life, and sustenance are not dependent on merit, but rather on one's fortune. It's obvious that a great merit can alter that equation. That Mazel is not fixed for the Jewish people. But nonetheless, it's not common and typical that one's fortunes should actually be changed. As is clear from the Gemara Gemara there says that he was very poor. And God says, if, if you want, we can go back to creation and maybe you'll get a better shot from your mazel. But even that wasn't certain certainly implies that Mazel is very hard to change. Ishto Shemesa Chulu The final part of the Mishnah. Vimto Shemesa Chulu These various cases. Amr of Yosef Kam Shana Rebbe Mishnah She'en Tricha Rebbe Yudanasi put this into the Mishnah. Machara did so superfluously. He's a Psokian. This is obvious. Zil Kari Be'Rav Hu Lebechaya Shalom Nesra Chosa El Everybody knows. Go and ask anybody that the Isser is only in her lifetime. Her sister is not prohibited other than in her lifetime. Uh, a, a, a wife's sister. And therefore, that was not actually necessary to be included in the mission. Those who are Messiah, Hadron, Acholitz.